Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ungakuryu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of March 12th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hey, everyone. Ginky, Mina. Oh, Ginky, indeed. How have you guys been? What have we been listening to? Let's start with you, Luna. So, it's been a super weird week for watching. I, I've been thrown off all week. So, mine has been a big hodgepodge as we were preparing for a special episode. So, I've gone through a ton of music corners. A lot of ones that we did in the past that I forgot about. I went back through Maria. And since I've been on a hip-hop streak, I've really enjoyed her Deep Flow DP. And her Pieces album, I just love the song Cold and Spasa, some fun tracks, and also been listening to Leola, and by God, I mean, just that perfect voice and music, so relaxing. Her song Hutati with Jade, oh my God, it just melt every time I hear it. Um, also was listening to, I always have trouble saying their name, Alia. And I was jamming out to them in the car this week. I was so excited to find out they had a new song called Promise. And so good. So, so, so good. Check it out. Also, I went back to Cream. And I don't know why, but I keep going back to Cream this week. And it's been that type of week. I have been obsessed with Girl Like Me. I still think it's one of their best songs, despite me absolutely being head over heels for Banana. And I also started actually listening to a couple of the other songs like Kissing You Part 2 and Playboy and just diving into their albums again and also went back and listened to some Emi Hinouchi, went back to her Dramatique album from back in the day. I still love her song Freak and Hey Hey Boy. I mean, those were my jams. Dived into some Heartsdales. I mean, these were my main girls back then with their hip-hop so tell me featuring verbal on the track is just such a such a jam and should have what would double i have just been obsessed and also went back to fuki this week as well she just had some nice chill tracks and i needed that relaxing voice and i've dived into way too much stuff this week hakubi has been another one I love 22. That song is just freaking amazing off their Musubi single. It's just so enjoyable and such a great track. And also Hajimari is amazing. And they had a new one that came out that I was super excited about to find out. It came out in February. is Hak- uh, is uh, Aruhibi. And that is a great one as well. I, if you liked her Hakubi MC, check that out. Also went back to Sim Hiromi with One Love featuring Sway, or no, featuring Simon and Magic featuring Sway. I was listening to as well. I just love her voice, just captivated me. And I'm still listening to J-Soul Brothers. Yes, we are. I had that song on repeat again. I know I said I, I, I was listening to it last week, but it's back on my list. And I watched that music video, like, I don't know how many times this week trying to get their dance moves down. And it was a fail on my end. <laughs> and then I went back to Jasmine with uh, Kokoro, uh, Kokoro Zashi featuring 8K69. 
So it's been a very mixed up week and I love it, but I am curious to hear what you guys are listening to. What about you, Gray? I have not been listening to hardly anything. Uh, just a little bit here and there. It's been kind of the, one of those weird weeks where I just wound up haven't listening to too much. Uh, the biggest thing and most notable thing is on Apple Music, they have Koji Wada's single, Refly. And I, I had Butterfly like stuck in my head all week. Uh, me and my friend... We've been talking back and forth about Digimon a lot lately, and so Digimon's been on my mind a lot. And I've been really wanting to get caught up on the the current running series. So I went back and I and I was listening to Refly, and then I was listening to Butterfly, and that that was really it. I, I've also been listening to like past music corners. That's actually about it. Maybe a little bit uh, Seven Order. Uh, I listened to them the other day when I was in the shower. So other than that, nothing too crazy. What about you, Ken? What have you been listening to? So I've been listening to a hodgepodge of things as well, mostly because I actually signed up for a music service called Tidal. And for Tidal, if you guys don't know what that is, it's basically like an audio files like Dream. So like the best versions for certain tracks or master versions for audio equality i should say is pretty much represented on this like a lot of indie artists and a lot of major mainstream artists are also on this service for japanese size there's there's quite a lot for master tracks anyway you got yoroshika yoroshika is um understandable because she's a digital creator so you have her for some strange reason kirin g is also on there so i've been listening to killer tunes kill me and one of my favorite songs done by them nora no nizi which is absolutely like fantastic it's probably one of my favorite songs done by them then you got aimyo aimyo is also a her master tracks were How to Know He Mary Gold and Hadaka no Kokoro is on there. If you guys are able to listen to this, go right ahead. It's absolutely fantastic. The master versions for these tracks actually bring out the peaks for each audio, so it's really good. It's very enjoyable. So if you're an audiophile, like somehow I'm turning into right now, go right ahead. But that's not all that I've been listening to. Off of regular things here, I found out that Sega uploaded their karaoke versions for the Yakuza series. So I've been listening to a lot of Bakamitai, which is really famous, Judgment Shimpon, and then 24 Hour Cinderella, which is probably one of my favorite songs from them. After that, I've been listening to Furui Riho with their track Dislike, and then. I went back to Kodai Yoshida with Please Make Me Emotional. That was really, really good. And I Love by Crystal K, a cover. The ballad is actually fan-freaking-tastic, so I would recommend that if you guys can. But that's pretty much all on my end. With that, let's go on to this week's topic here. And we have a very interesting topic, I would say. Mostly because we're on the cusp of the brand new season for the anime for 2021 the spring season am i right yes for spring 2021 so we're right on the cusp of it and since we all kind of came to the love of japanese and j-pop in general through anime i figured we'd talk about 
what upcoming anime themes and predictions would we like for the next uh, for the next season for spring 2021 and if it actually matches the anime so we'll be kind of going over it in a bit but first and foremost i want to see if you guys have been watching anything from this past season so winter 2021 either if there's anything that popped your eye or if you're currently watching so what why don't you go gray uh, yeah, no, uh, currently I'm not watching anything as of yet. There, there's some things that I desperately want to watch, but I'm waiting for like the full thing to air before I watch it. The biggest one is the second season of Promise Neverland. I loved season one. I watched basically season one in a night. I watched it till I literally could not keep my eyes awake. Uh, went to bed, woke up, and finished season <laughs> finished season one. Like I, I watched it all, and uh, it just it was such a gripping and hooking anime. I was like, yeah, I can't. I'm not going to be able to stand the tension of waiting a whole week to to watch another episode. So I'm waiting uh, for all of season two. I'm I'm not on anime form boards or anything like that, so I can live life r- fairly spoiler free for that so i've been eagerly anticipating that the second season of dr stone i'm highly really excited for a series that gets uh recommended and i really want to watch it is um mushoku tensei that's on a recommendation off of me though yes yes but it looks like it'd be right up my alley anyways and i i've seen like clips of it about and I it has piqued my interest I just haven't sat down and watched it yet I do want to watch that uh ReZero season two I want to see uh that time I got reincarnated as a slime I really want to see two the second season because I liked season one uh and I'm just waiting for that to finish that's about it what about you Luna what are some of the shows you're you're currently watching so I usually don't watch anything current however I went down the Attack on Titan trail and I binged all three seasons and I decided to start season four, aka the final season, aka not really the final season. And I am almost current. I'm maybe about four episodes behind, but I was watching it religiously every week for a bit, but I get too anxious and I don't like waiting. This is why I'm the person who usually waits for the Blu-rays to come out and I buy it or I'll just binge it all at once. But I have been watching Attack on Titan final season and I will say it's really, really good. I still think season three is the best in my opinion, but we'll see. Um, If you are an Attack on Titan fan, I think you'll enjoy it. I've also been watching it because there are spoilers everywhere and i do not want it ruined for me i will be very very upset so but if you get a chance check it out it's streaming on hulu and i think in crunchyroll as well um another one like ray i'm also looking forward to promise neverland season two i have not watched any of it yet i'm trying to hold out until it's all released as well and i'll probably binge it on high dive But if I cannot, I might start watching it in a couple weeks because it looks really good. I enjoyed season one. I finished it in maybe two or three days. That's a big one. Uh, Ken's recommendation I would also like to check out is Mushoku Tensei. And that is a big one for me. 
and also sells at work black i've gotten so many recommendations to watch that that i'm actually thinking about checking it out asap i've just heard phenomenal things and that's gonna be another one on my list that i might wait till it's all out but i will check that out sooner rather than later what about you ken have you been watching anything recent yeah, since I'm recommending it to everyone, obviously I'm I'm watching Mishoku Tensei. Uh, that's been an anime that I actually really, really like. And it's it was, it was quite surprising because I just picked it randomly. I wasn't really looking at anything. And now I'm reading the light novel currently. And it's actually really, really good. And I'm kind of gutted because... <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll touch on this slightly. So Seven Seas got into a debacle this with this series and I, I think another series that they the, whoever is the translator for it has been omitting several paragraphs and to kind of make it look like characters aren't what they seem. So it really sucks. Or they like mistranslate like entire scenes. Or omit like certain paragraphs entirely so it's really really bad so they had to recall like several several volumes of the the light novel so technically I have a rare light novel now <laughs> besides that let's see what else am I watching I'm not watching anything else to be quite honest that is from this season I mean technically I guess it would be Bay stars but that'll be next season for us in the in the West here but besides that, there's nothing really I'm watching. I, um, I don't really watch well too much anime unless it really interests me. I, I originally, I wasn't even watching anything this past season until Mushoku Tensei, to be honest. But with that, I mean, let's see for next season. Since I think you have the meatiest out of all, Luna, why don't you kind of kick us off? And what song and, I guess, artists are you excited to hear for these next couple of seasons? And tell us why. Okay, so I got a couple just because I think spring 2021 is going to be pretty lit for anime. So the first one I'm going with is the anime Tokyo Revengers. And the main reason I'm excited for this is I saw the trailer and it seems like my type of thing. Um, looks like a type of apocalyptic thing, yet also slice of life. So it's kind of like a mix. And the other reason I got excited is Edu, who is one we've done an MC on, she is going to be doing the ending theme song called Koko de Ikiyoshite. And that's that's another re like that's the other big reason I'm excited is I love Edu, I love her voice, I love her style. And this will also be her first anime tie-in. She's never done one before, and I think this is a great, gonna be a great push for her as well, getting her name out there. So, I'm for me, I haven't they haven't showed much of the song. You can tell from the trailer, it looks like it's more of a heavier soundtrack that Tokyo Revengers is going for. So, at first, I thought maybe like I my prediction is Edu will do more of a slow to mid tempo track. How Ever upon the trailer, and you know they haven't given anything away of what her so song's gonna sound like yet. It has a very heavy soundtrack, and I mean by heavy, like rock influenced soundtrack. So I'm thinking I might be wrong, and she could do a rock a rock type song. But either way, 
I wanted, I'm curious how it'll fit because she did write the song Koko de Ikiyoshite for this anime with the expression of being, of like the anime being filled with like straight loves and thoughts and of becoming a hero. So I'm guessing it'll be a very powerful moving track despite the composition in general. I think the lyrics are really going to bring that in. Now, will it fit the anime? I mean, from the trailer, I think it could. But I feel like until I actually get to see the full thing, I, I'm not going to judge too much. I will say the trailer is currently on um, YouTube. The net, uh, I think it's Netflix or fun. Someone has the trailer out. I do recommend checking it out. It looks very interesting. But that is a big one for me. The next one super excited about this is shaman king 2021 i cannot freaking wait because i grew up watching shaman king the original i never got to finish it i know it was all edited because it was fox kids that it was on and they brought back all the original voice cast and this is a big deal for me because one even though the Shaman King era didn't have a lot of the original, a lot of the original like theme songs. Not they did cut a lot of that back in the day. I still am very familiar with the vocalist Hayashi uh, Mugumi Hayashibata. She is doing both the opening and ending theme. The opening will be Soul Salvation, and the ending will be Boku no Yubisaki. And the cool thing is with the newest Shaman King trailer, and if you look up like Shaman King Netflix 2021, you can watch the trailer. You get to hear a little bit of Soul Salvation, which made me happy because for those of you who are familiar with Megumi Hayashibata, I say it's her typical anime style for opening. She does a very theatrical style, especially vocal-wise, the upbeat tempo type of thing, gets you pumped for an action series. Those of you who aren't familiar, it kind of goes in that same way. I mean, she has the type of voice that gets you pumped for the show. And Shaman King's a show you need to get pumped for. And Megumi's done other big shows like Slayers, Lost Universe, Love Hina, Ranma for theme songs. And whenever I hear her name, I always think Slayers. So for me, what I heard of Soul Salvation, I already love it. And I'm looking forward to the full track. And I also think it will fit very, very well into Shaman King, knowing the story, knowing the action, like knowing bits of the manga, I think Soul Salvation will fit perfectly. I have not heard any bits of Boku no Yubisaki. I predict it'll be more of a ballad. And the reason I say this is when she's utilized this both in opening and endings, the opening's always upbeat, the ending's always a ballad or a slow tempo track. I honestly think since Megumi Hayashibata did do the original songs, Oversoul was one of them. And I think her voice and her them picking her again is the perfect choice for Shaman King. And I am like ecstatic to see her reprise her role. Yeah, so I was going to go right into it and be like, oh, so there is a couple of anime that I'm very excited for. Obviously, Shaman King. I'm very, very excited for Shaman King. I'm... I'm trying to see, like, so who who does, who does, Megumi, Hayashibata, Hayashibata, yeah, who who does she voice? Does she, she voices voice Anna. Anna, oh, okay, so she voices the maiden, right? 
Yes, she voices the maiden. Yes. Yeah, so like personally, I can't wait. Uh, I haven't read the end of Shaman King yet, so this is the 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 arc that they're gonna cover. Personally, I love Lee Bai Long. That's he's my man. He's so I can't wait for that. Uh, so I never watched Shaman King. I think I've read like a couple of chapters of the manga, mm-hmm. and that was about it. I, I don't know too much about it. Mm. But it was always a series that looked interesting. It, it piqued my interest. And I was curious about this reboot because not being a fan of the show, is this like a reboot, kind of like a Digimon 2020, or is this a continuation? Gray, you are correct. They are rebooting everything. So basically what happened is they, it is a full Metal Alchemist situation where... yes. They did 32 volumes. He wasn't happy with it. Then he redid it and added three more volumes to complete the the manga. And this series is going to reboot it. So basically, it's taking all 35 volumes. I thought they were just... Yeah. Thank you. So it will be very interesting. And everyone that played everyone originally is going to come back. So, so I could watch it and be fine. Yes. Yeah, you can watch that it. That is exciting. And be, you can watch it and be fine, but you will miss all the jokes that I freaking love from the four kids. When the four kids version was <laughs> absolutely amazing because, yeah, like I said, my man Lee Bai Long, he was a Jackie Chan Bruce Lee ripoff, and he had a catchphrase. <laughs> he had a catchphrase. I don't know if it was in the Japanese one, but in the English one. It's he had a catchphrase and it's it's freaking amazing because he goes whenever evil arises I shall rise up to smack it down and I'm just like it's, it's, it's so good it's so good I haven't watched that series in like forever and I it's still a, remember it's a little, the stupid catchphrase it's a little wordy for a catchphrase but that, that's funny uh, oh that was my his God. catchphrase for whatever movie because he was like a st- so basically it, it it's like JoJo where they have stands. So they have like summons and the summons fight. Yeah. And his and his one he he's a he's a he's a stan, he's a summon basically lead by law. So the person that summons him was a a, a a necromancer basically. And so he has like the the little dao like stamp yeah. on him because of necromancy in Chinese in Chinese religion there. Yeah. So you you have that and it's funny because he was a stunt actor so the necromancer was like what greater stand should I have than the po- most powerful human in the world? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, this poor kids. Very. yeah, so from that, I mean, Pink Blood is also a very interesting choice because it's done by Utada for Fumetsu no Anata A. So, you know, reading your notes here and what you said about it, I, I think honestly it's going to be valid. I haven't really kept much news about this, so. It'll be very interesting to see that, but who knows? And it's also interesting that we'll get another release by Utada within six months that isn't Kingdom Hearts related. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I agree. And that's kind of what pushed me to this as well. I mean, not only the visuals for Fumetsu no Anatae as the trailer looks stunning, but seeing Utada doing the theme Pink Blood intrigued me as, I mean, she just did One Last Kiss for Evangelion, the newest rebuild movie. And seeing these back-to-back come out was very surprising. And not to mention, there has been no leaks, no info, or anything on Pink Blood. Like, I, there's nothing in the trailer that gives 
what this song is going to be. I, I do agree with you. It's probably going to be a ballad or a slower, te- a slower tempo track just by looking at the trailer and how the show will go. But I am very, very curious how this will fit. And also seeing her with another release is very exciting. <laughs> so what's also very interesting for Red Mars here that we see is the lot. Like, I, I, Mars Red. Yeah, Mars Red. So for what's very interesting about Mars Red here is, so I haven't looked up anything on your list besides Shaman King that I know of. And... Having both Wageki Ban and Hyde on your opening and ending is very, very interesting. I think they're going to match blow for blow for composition-wise as high energy. Well, maybe Hyde might do low, but I think they're going to do high energy on both. So, I actually chose both these. Like you said, seeing both Wagaki Ban and Hyde both doing an opening and ending together in an anime, like, one that's a big plus for me because these two do both these artists fit very well with this show so mars red is a vampire anime and y'all know i love my horror movies and i love my horror anime so that intrigued me and pulled me in automatically it does give me a trinity blood vibe which also kind of excited me because i did like that so, going into the opening and endings, the opening is done by Wagaki uh, Band, and it's Seme no Aria. The, their true trailer's out. And one of the trailers does feature Seme no Aria. And it is a powerful track from what I heard. It's not, like, super upbeat, but it it seems like it fits the show. And, I mean, you do hear Wagaki band going full out with their, a lot of their traditional instruments with, with mixed with their, like, rock metal sound. So, to me, like, that opening from the bit I heard in that trailer, I think is going to be a perfect match. And you're right about compositions going blow to blow because the second trailer featured on my own by Hyde. And... I think it is a powerful track. You're right about composition. It is a little bit more slower. It is also kind of heavy, too. And he uses, if I'm correct, almost all English and on my own from what I heard. Because the full track isn't out. But you can at least hear snippets of it in the trailer. And being honest, I think it fits the ending perfectly because you got a more high, I'm going to say high-ish energy track with Wagaki Band, and you got more of a slower type gothic track with Hyde. And it actually, Hyde song on my own did give me some reminiscences of Season's Call from Blood Plus. And I, I, I'm very, very excited about it because, like, Wagaki Band offers your symphonic type sound, symphonic, like, metal sound. And then you got Hyde over here with his gothic type ballad and i'm just sitting there like oh my god this is the perfect blend and i think after all of these this is probably the second one i'm most excited about i will i will say mars is a very interesting show and i think what geki just is was a perfect choice i think high was probably a pretty good shot too uh but the fact that it takes place in 1923 so it's a period piece as well uh really i think makes uh wageki just one of the best choices they probably could have made because they they have a slightly more traditional sound uh but they do it in the, in their own way and i in 
it really feels like this would be in that same vein because it's like 1923 vampires. It's just, it's the premise sounds so cool. And, and uh, Wigeki just writes really memorable music. So it is very interesting to see how Mars Red is going to shake out. Yeah, no, that's for dying sure. So with that, let's continue on to your list, Gray. Uh, yeah, so uh, for my list, I start. At, I'm going to go a little bit out of order on mine. Uh, so I'm going to talk about the obvious one first, and then we'll get into the funner stuff. I think one of the things I'm really excited about, obviously, is the newest season of My Hero Academia. They're on the fifth season, and I'm really hyped for it. And number uh, Dish is doing the opening, and it's called Number One. And I, I will say, like I've seen the trailer for the upcoming season and I don't know if that's number one playing in the background or not but I will say it sounds like kind of like a dish song and it's that high energy upbeat number I think it fits with my hero because my hero is always trying to be like an upbeat positive series even in its darker moments there's always that glimmer of light and it's supposed to be a positive upbeat series overall and, and I think that that's I think Dish is a good choice for that because you know they, they tend to write some pretty generic rock stuff so it you know you kind of get that upbeat feeling from it and uh, they're not I don't think uh, they went risky with number one by Dish but they, they still I think it's a good pick for this season uh, obviously I haven't heard it heard it so we'll have to wait and see how it shakes out but I, I think like it'll be interesting. I think it's gonna be better than Star Maker. Like Star Maker S- sorry, Star Marker to be perfect. Star Marker. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Ken. Yeah, Star Marker. Like to me of like all the openings, I think like Star Marker was I think my least favorite of it. Cause I'm like, it's okay, but it's not great. It's, it's very kinda boon, but that's also the yeah. lowest part of the series i think it, it is it, it is and and so honestly a lot, of people, a lot of people are going to come into that with that ideal personally i'm okay with it i like kind of but yeah <laughs> so I, I, mean, I thought it was okay and the arc is fine it's it's fine it's not what everyone thinks of my hero but it's in the manga so everyone was expecting it <laughs> yeah and, and that that's and that specific arc is hard I would say hard to quantify with a song. It's, it's just one of those things. But I, I think it'll be, in my personal opinion, I think number one will be a step up from Star Marker. That's just my my two cents. If you love Star Marker, that's your favorite, then obviously this will be a step down. So, uh, but uh, I, I, pers- uh, I'm, I'm going to fight you on that one. Mostly because uh, fight I, don't me. Think, I don't think Dish is a right fit, personally. But that's just me. Mostly because of all the all the dish songs that I've heard, I've I haven't been really impressed by them. Granted, you know, it's it's better than a couple ones that we have had. Out of all the rock songs, I can yeah, you can make that agreement that Star Marker is probably the the weakest, but, but by this time, I think Kanabun is also kind of just phoning it in. <laughs> that's another thing too. <laughs> Because they already have their or- original style, and they don't really change it all too much. So, 
that that's yeah just i could totally personally. see that yeah i i'm, I'm kind of curious how see the fifth season will play out i haven't watched four yet it's on my list i got it on my shelf but i'm i'm i with a song like number one is the title i'm hoping it w- will really grab you and i hope dish does it very well to make it fit with the series but at the same time i'm also i'm also really iffy on how that will be i am curious gray as you did not mention the ending theme do you have any anticipation for that ending theme do you expect it to be more of a ballad do you expect it to be more of like an upbeat song did you have any like opinion on that i didn't even i didn't even look at the ending theme give me a second Ashiato by the Peggies. The Peggies. Ah! Is the, will be the ending theme. I was just I, curious because, you know, that... since you're such a big My Hero yeah. fan, I didn't know if you had yes. feelings on that ending theme. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the Peggies, honestly. Uh, and they've had a wide swing of different styles of ending themes. They've had very upbeat, very yeah, they're mostly slower... Upbeat. They're mostly yeah. upbeat. From, from my handful of songs that i know that they are a part of they'll mostly probably be an upbeat yeah which is very very refreshing because the last couple endings have been debbie downers (laughs) they have been and this is um so that was one song (laughs) yes uh so yeah that was that was number one uh number one by dish for uh, my year academia uh the second song that i want to cover is imperfect by uh masayoshi o oishi 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 and uh, that is for the series sss dyna zeon and that is that is the second season of the sss gridman animated universe so just a real quick background for anyone that's not familiar with this yeah no i watched season one of ss gridman and i loved that opening i thought like the opening for that series was really good because it was a great callback to tokusatsu of uh a past and you know it was a good blend of the old and the new and full of fun and joy even though that anime is really dark but it was it's a really fun number to get the listener into the show and i've been really hyped for dinazeon dinazeon looks absolutely amazing i love the art style it's going to be a great follow-up for sss gridman and i'm really hyped for this i i don't know too much about uh masayoshi oishi's discography but i've i've watched some of the trailers and i there's like a a rock tune that you can hear in the background of some of 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 the first trailer and i'm like "Ah, that might be the opening it may not be i don't know Mm. but if it's that rock tune that i think it is i think it'll be a good fit for the series because these try to emphasize like there's the stakes are high but they try to emphasize fun more than anything else but 
uh, it'll have to be a giant wait and see on how things shake out. So I'm really excited for this. Uh, Imperfect's going to be great. And I cannot wait to watch this. It, it kind of makes me want to go back and watch like, you know, the classic tokusatsu shows like Gridman. And I think Dinazeon was also a... Nah, he's he's like number two. He's he's his pal. Oh, okay. Yeah, so well and they're talking about like um because SSS Gridman was such a popular show, they they are talking about like doing like their own like animated tokusatsu thing. So I'm 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 also kind of curious like when are we gonna get like an anime Super Sentai or an anime common writer? Uh, I think that'll well, be. Well, it's it, it's not gonna be with them. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Cause um, Gridman yeah, totally was a. Different. Yeah, that's not totally Toei. Different production. It's not Toei. It's not um, yeah. Ishibari production. So. Yeah. So it's it's going to be the riff off, kind of like how Gridman, because lore history here. Gridman is a rip off of Ultraman. Ultraman. If you guys don't. Yeah. If you guys don't know, so his series is that, and then. Diazmon is a ripoff of the Super Sentai robots. So you got your Sentai mecha ripoff there, which they seem to be kind of going forward here with. So, Yeah. Uh, but if you have not checked out Gridman, I do recommend that. I, I thought season one was great. It's got a good twist to it, too. And, I uh, have it on Blu-ray. It's still on my shelf. Maybe sealed. That shows... That I haven't gotten to that point yet. <laughs> it, it's it's like I, I'm telling you, it's really really good. It's I, I don't want to give too much away, well, but yeah, it, it's really the, good. The thing is, like, okay, so this is for me. I don't my, my disconnect disconnect between tokusatsu and and anime is is something that I just don't want personally. But that's just me, so I I, I kind of don't want what you're wanting, <laughs> like a whole spinoff thing, because I need that disconnect. Because then I have a bad feeling. Writer and Sentai are just gonna cop out and just make it into anime, and it's not gonna be what Tokusatsu is anymore. That makes yeah sense. yeah that that because would fundamentally change it. It's so much cheaper to do it in anime form than compared to how they're doing it right now. And Sentai is kind of embracing that tradition because you only have one suit act, or you only have one actor throughout the entire series. Everyone else is a suit actor, and I kind of don't like that. That's why I'm not really liking this season of Super Sentai, even though it is an anniversary season. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But yes. It'll be very interesting to see how they do it because, but I, I, I'm wishful and I wish them all the success in the world. But for me personally, I, I don't want this trend to continue because I need my understandable. Things. I need I, I need my separation of church and state, so to speak. Because then what's what's the difference overall? <laughs> no, I understand. I I I, I completely understand. Um. Uh, Moving on to my last pick, I 
There was another series I was original when we had this topic picked. I I knew there was another series I was going to cover, but even though that show premieres in two weeks, no one knows anything about the opening, so I I had to pivot, and so I went and I found an anime I literally know next to nothing about it. It sounds interesting though, and that is. Uh, the anime is 86, and the opening is Sanpun Niju Kyubyo by Hitolie, and it's a very intriguing and interesting premise. It, it's kind of like a political thriller, but it's in a fantasy world. And I find that to be a very interesting way to do things. So, I and I watched like part of the trailer. They, they had like three minute long trailers and stuff, and so like, I was trying to watch a little bit of it, try to get a better sense for it. Uh, but the more I watched it, the more I was like, "Well, I just want to watch the anime. I don't want to watch this." So I wound up not even finishing it. But it looks really interesting, and I never heard of Hitoye. I don't know too much about their work, so I did go and check out a little bit of their music, and they do a rock heavy theme. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know if that's going to be a good fit or not. It depends on the direction that they go in for this opening. I think if they do like a ballad or something, they could probably do well. But if they do like a high energy rock number, I, I don't know. I don't see that fitting well with this show because so. like I said, it's supposed to be like a political thriller set in like a fantasy, a Euro fantasy world. This is the thing for for picking a series that you know nothing about, which is really good. I, I want you to to explain here, but ironically, this is a series that I'm currently reading, and I think the the high energy will match it mostly because they need that hook. Because this overall, this series is is a very depressing series because of just how politically heavy the series is. <laughs> And yeah, you need yeah. That, you'll you'll need that hook, so to speak. I, I, so I think if if they do a high energy one, that'll be fu- that'll be fine in my book. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean maybe like uh, I'm definitely going to check out the first episode, and I know we're or I know we're planning on doing a follow up. So I am very this is the of the shows that we're talking about. This is the one I'm most eager to report back on and go. Okay, so this is this is why I really like this is what uh how the opening is and this is how you know does it fit or not because this was like i said the one that i was like kind of in left field a little bit Mm -mm -mm. but i did like when i read what like the series description is like this is right up my alley I, i do like this like this idea i love and i do like political thrillers so uh i am eager to sit down and watch this i i'm it actually became when we sat down and did this. This actually became one of my most anticipated shows. So I'm glad we even did this because it wasn't even on my radar, and now it's one of my highly anticipated shows. So I am eagerly waiting for this. But yeah, like I said, I listened to some of he, and I'm not the most pro- prolific um, uh, fan of Hitolier, but like I said, because they do like that heavy guitar theme like to me that that's where it's that's where it's like i don't know like 
I could there there is a universe where I could see it working. Just I'm not convinced that it will. Personally, I do understand there being needing to be levity in the opening, but I I don't know if that would kill the mood uh, that they're going for. Uh, Who knows? Uh, I mean, and they could do like a mid tempo song too. That might be a bit more intense. But I can see this being a very like upbeat but heavy track especially knowing the premise of the series being a political thriller with a very dark premise and this is also one i'm looking forward to as well it sounded very interesting and up my alley because as you know i love dark depressing series i just went through all of the 97 berserk and man that hits you hard so bring on another one but I mean, I I can see it two ways. I mean, it could either be an upbeat show to get you hooked in, also to get you through the dark, depressing moments, or it could be a very powerful mid-tempo rock track that also could suit the show, and that would be very suitable for the dark premise of the show. Or we could all just be all wrong, and it's just depressing throughout to match the depressing Yeah, like a depressing ballad the whole time, and you're sitting there crying your... Eyes I mean, out and being like, like image, F me. There's their song Image that, that came out like a couple weeks ago. That was that could actually be right up the alley, so to speak, because it's very, very soft, very depressing, very emotionally bound. So I can kind of see that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I could, I see what you mean. And yeah, I mean, giving how the show will play, this is one I'm really hoping all these go on Hulu so I can just check them all out but i'm excited about this as well yeah Yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out you can find out how many of these will take out my money take my money next month (laughs) yeah so i guess we'll continue on to mine and there's no in any specific order so we'll do the first two here and in case by bish and aoi by polka dot stingray for the anime Godzilla SP, which is a Netflix exclusive. So, knowing these two artists very personally and covering them both in the past for Music Corner and Indie Corner for that matter, those two genres couldn't be any different from each other. For me, I can imagine both songs being a slow tempo track with Bish being a more heavy, vocally heavy and emotional track than Polka Dot Stingray, which normally I wouldn't give any thought to. And I'm actually looking really forward to this because I am a fan of the Godzilla franchise as a whole, and I can't wait for what both artists have to reveal, so to speak. So, Ken, I, I do got a question on this. I know you picked it due to, you know, a couple reasons. The I know you love Go- uh, Gojira and then also the artist, but have you got to see any trailers or has there anything been released that gave snippets to what these songs may sound like? Nope, not that I know of. I probably heard the Bish one, but I just probably never connected it, so to speak. So, so this will be a complete surprise then. I, I will say when I think Godzilla, alternative idol is not the first thing that pops in my mind. <laughs> well, this this is also a very different show, too. So it, it's yes. the discoverment of the kaiju, so to speak. So I. And it's taking place on the human side, not so much 
Godzilla side. So it's it's fine because these kind of shows exist, need to exist for the franchise to expire or to continue on, which is also the greater fear that I have for for Diazmon because this is what Godzilla is now to Japan. <laughs> it's only going to be movies and anime. What possibly another movie in the same, but that's been years now. Yeah. Like uh the, is is the only Godzilla movie in production the Godzilla versus Godzilla versus Kong? Yeah, that's, that's the only one in production. production, and that's they an American it, made. It airs next. Is it this month or next month? It comes it's out this on month. HBO it's at the Max. end of the month. It's at the end yep. of the month. So, yeah, but so. for the only for the only Japanese production Godzilla one, they ha- they are dealing around with Shin a sequel to Shin, but they might just scrap it for something else. But for the last couple releases for Japan. It's only been Shin and then all the Godzilla Earth anime movies and then now Godzilla SP. So for a series like Toei who used to bang out Godzilla series movies on the reg every one to two years, it's been a while. It has, and weren't there rights issues regarding that? I know we're going off topic, but Not so much I rights, thought it- not here, but it's only for the legendary Okay, I just I just wanted to ask on that just out of curiosity. Yeah, so I'm that's why I'm scared to see how Tokusatsu is going to be because it's happening right before our eyes of Godzilla. Oh no, I I agree. I honestly did not realize there were all the Godzilla anime until you brought up SP and then mentioning the Earth movies too. So I mean, it looks interesting to see, but I'd also rather see this in Tokusatsu as I grew up with it. Yeah. In that way, you know, and that's how I think of it. So I think in anime form, it'll be very strange, but interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it, very it, interesting it, for for the cry. Sorry, sorry to cut you off there. Greg. Oh, oh the I, cry, I just wanted to agree with. That's all I was going to do is just agree with you that it's really it's kind of sad what's happened to Godzilla because, uh, you know, it's such a staple of the. Japanese culture in, in a lot of ways and for Godzilla to basically just you know not like not that the anime version of Godzilla is wrong or anything like that but you know it's just not the original intention of the franchise and it's just it, it is it's a little sad that there's no live action uh film in production by Toho that that's that like, it makes me wonder if they're in, like, financial troubles. Nah, they're, they're, they're fine. They're fine. F- from what I've, I've kind of noticed here. But it's it's interesting that, that Toei is doing this. But who knows? They could just be... They could be just waiting for Anno to be done with whatever projects he's done and then bring him back for Shin, too. But they haven't announced anything, so... Here, here we are waiting at this point. But yeah, there, there's that. And out of the two, I think personally, I would want Polka Dot Singray's Aoi to be a little bit better. But I know that Bish is probably going to get the more attention for In Case because it being the opening. So we'll see. Then next we have Y by Agronavis for Card Fight Vanguard Overdress. So obviously I am going to talk about a Bushi Road franchise for this season. For this being me and me being very, very knees deep in the Bushi Road cog here. So 
I, I already am going to watch the series because I play Card 5 Vanguard. This is the reboot for their, their card game, and this is going to explain all the things for it. What's very interesting is, so why is going to be the ending for this season with Zilla Proud being the opening? Obviously, Zilla Proud by Rosalia. It's my best song for the year already. already logged that in. One of my best songs for the year. So it's going to lose automatically. Hopefully, they can pull out a banger because Agronavis have been struggling in the past to have a one-hit wonder release. They are considered the poppin' party of their franchise. So I hope that they'll be along the lines of poppin' party having that pop rock feel. So, but we'll see. So for you, uh, see, I know you're familiar with the since you're a big Bushy Road fan and you've watched a lot of the Card Fight Vanguard series. Did uh, Argo uh, Arganavas have they done other Card Fight Vanguard songs? Have they done all of them? No, they haven't done all of them, but they they were a part of one, I believe. This this was way back when they made their debut, but they were more part of the Buddy Fight and all the other Bushy Road stuff as well. So, but this is their like first major step into more more vanguard-ish things. So, really interesting to see. Can't wait. Uh, and have you watched that. any trailers for this or oh, gotten no. any? Yeah, I, I, I already knew. Basically, when they announced it, I already knew I was going to watch it because I need something for Vanguard. I haven't watched Vanguard in so long <laughs> because the the new season was supposed to kick off right when the pandemic happened <laughs> is uh card fight vanguard still available on youtube yes you can watch it all on youtube for free yes you can watch it on youtube for free you can watch it on crunchyroll i believe also uh crunchyroll might be a bigger pill to swallow because it uh, also you'll need to know what series to watch because they they did so card fight vanguard technically has three reboots so the first original series that ran way back when 10 years ago for about like three to four years and then g is you know the Yu-Gi-Oh gx of the series and then they rebooted it about four to five years ago and that's yeah. when I was I, I came back into it because I, I stopped playing right around the time we came back we were in Japan because by the time we were in Japan the clan that I play with th- they were getting support and there was no way I could get English cards but this this is a brand new reboot for everyone to get into because they wiped the board literally they wiped the board for everything so all the all the old cards can't be used, so these are all new cards. So if you want to start playing, by all means, the trial decks are only going to be like $5, so... <laughs> <laughs> nice, it's really cheap for uh, card battle games, so... Yes, yes. But yeah, for my last one, it is going to be Teenage City Riot by Ali for The World End With You, the animation. Now, knowing both the style of the band and the source material, uh, source material in general, I absolutely think that this was a match made in heaven. I was, wasn't really looking forward to watching the anime because it's, it's a Square Enix anime and I have some reservations. <laughs> but knowing that Ali will be heading the opening for it kind of drew me a little bit more to the anime than originally. So. Uh, yeah. So- Go on, Luna. No, you can go. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, the world ends with you. This is one of my other like hotly anticipated shows because uh, I tried to play the original game and I'm just, I just suck at life. So I've I've and I've wanted to see the story. So I've been really excited for this. And when I saw that uh, Ali was doing it with Teenage City Riot, I not gonna lie, I agree. I, I read your thing. I was like, yeah, you're not wrong. Like this is a match made in heaven. This is a perfect fit. For what like the tone the style the feel like like they're going to blow it out of the park and I am I am very excited for this and I I, I don't know if I'll be watching it live but uh, I really want to let me put it to you that way yeah so with that I mean out of all of these I, I which ones are you going to be watching live? I, I, I know personally for me and you, Gray, we are probably going to be watching My Hero live week to week. Yes. Uh, well, and then I, I still need to get caught up with... So I... Because I, I, cause I had already read the manga. I kind of fell out of season four. And I've just been watching it with my fiance. And... We, we have like four episodes left of season four to watch. So I need to finish those. And then, yeah, but I do plan on watching it live. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I thought you already caught up already. So, but yeah, I guess you are. I guess, are you going to be watching it live with her? Or are you going to be rewatching it after? Uh, that That is what I would like to do. Uh, my, my fiance is not re- like she'll she likes animation and, and stuff, but she's never, I don't know, got into anime. It, it's kind of interesting the way it's kind of shaked out and yeah. so I, I, t- I told her like one of the things is like uh, I really want to watch my hero as, as it airs with her and and she agreed to it and and, and, and she, she wound up really really liking my hero academia it was just one of those happy things so the the only thing that throws a wrench in it is obviously I'm getting married in two weeks so right when the season premiere <laughs> yeah it's like I I you know, I, I don't know if we'll be able to watch the first two episodes. Like, I'm hoping this weekend, like, we'll watch the last four episodes that were what we need. And we still need to watch the movie because uh, the movie takes place between seasons four and five. And then and then we're, we'll be set. So, but it, ideally, I'm going to watch it as it airs. But we'll just see how the first couple of episodes shake out. Yeah, so you're kind of lucky, like you have it with that, because our our mutual friend here, so his his girlfriend also watches anime. But the thing is, because he, we need to be first, otherwise, because he just goes on 4chan and gets ruined by everything. So he needs to watch it first with me, and then he watches it again <laughs> with her. <laughs> but there are some series that he has to watch with her, otherwise she gets mad. So like Haikyuu, like I know far in advance how far Haikyuu is for the anime but he he read the manga so it's it's very interesting that that dynamic played out he goes oh yeah I haven't even got to the latest season we're still stuck in season <laughs> three because it's not dubbed in English he's also a phallistine he just watches it in English uh, well 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll hop back and forth for for you know, depending on you know, well, well whatever. Also because but. he does things in the in the while he watches, and I I I I, I, oh. I don't I don't agree with that personal. What about you, Luna? Is there any series on your list that are you going to be watching weekly, or are you going to just wait? I would like to try to watch a couple weekly. I don't know if it's going to happen. Plus, I'm not patient enough. Um, I'd love to watch My Hero Weekly, but I haven't watched season four. But yeah. if I do choose any to try to watch weekly, if Mars Red is available, that is one I can see myself doing that with. And oh, possibly su- Shaman King. I was going to say, I'm surprised that you didn't say Shaman King, because that was the one that I pegged for yours. I was good at Shaman King's also my second one, because I would love to watch that weekly, to be honest. I also know if it ends in the cliffhanger, you're going to see me pacing for a week and me antsy waiting for my animated list to say newest episodes available. <laughs> and that's what I was doing with AOT. And I had to like pace myself and like distract myself. It's fine. But, I already ha- As of right now, how I'm living life, I already have a system in place of how to handle that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I not always like that. So, but Shaman King and Mars Rat are two that I would love to watch live. I mean, there are a couple other ones as well. There, I didn't choose them because there wasn't enough information on. And there's a lot of other ones. I'm just gonna wait till the full thing's released because it's easier to be honest. Yeah. So, for for me, I'm gonna watch Card Fight. I'm going to watch. Well, Godzilla is going to be all out. I think it's Netflix style, so that that'll be easy. And then my hero, I'm gonna watch weekly. Um, so that's pretty much the three. There isn't anything else on that season that I'm like really looking forward to. I mean, there there is other anime. Is there any other anime this season that you guys are looking forward to? There's only one for me personally, but everything else is. What's kinda, yours? Because I have a list. So I, I, mine is only Hige o Soru Soshite Joskoshe o Harao. So basically, it's a slice of life, which I I I love my slice of life because at this point, this is the only way I can get normalcy in the world. <laughs> That's very true. I love the slice of lives too. So I guess a couple. I'm just gonna name a couple of them off. Isakai. Isakai Maoto Shoken Shoujo no Dore Majutsu, which is How Not to Summon a Demon Lord Season 2, and Q's at the end, because it's Season Q, or technically Season 2. It's a so, Omega. Yeah, I was going to say it's Omega. an Omega. Yeah. It's an Omega signal. Oh, well, it looks like a Q to me, but we'll say Omega. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one is Zombieland Saga Revenge. I watched bits and pieces of the first Zombieland Saga, and I enjoyed it, so I'm looking forward to watching this. Plus, Studio Mappa does it, and they've done a great job. Um, the other one, Fruits Basket's the final. It's the final season of Furuba. I had all the seasons released as of right now, waiting for the other part to come in the mail. But I'm excited for this to finally come to an end. I will probably do it in one swoop, though, because that's easier for me. And Eden Zero is another one because I love the creator. He did Rave Master and Fairy Tale. And then I know I said I had a list, didn't I? Just take all my money, why don't you? There was one more. I know there was one more. Battle Athletes, 
Dighton Dokai Restart. And I'm excited about this because I remember the original Battle Athletes. I also bought the Discotech Blu-ray that they just released and redid in January. And I'm excited for a reboot of this because, I mean, the original is a little outdated, but I love it for nostalgia reasons. So seeing them redo it, I'm excited to see what they will do and how how it'll be, if it'll be better, if it'll be worse, you know. But I think that'll be a fun one. And that'll probably be one I just wait and binge all at once. Yeah, uh, so for for me, the the anime that wasn't on my list that I'm really, really hyped for, I, I, I'm about to just go to town on it, is uh, Nomad Megalobox 2. I loved season one. I, I thought it was amazing. And it, it's... It was just one of my surprisingly just like really good seasons. It was really well done. It is so the the original was a reimagining of uh, Ashita no Joe, which is a classic boxing series. And I, I did. I loved Megalobox. I thought it was just an amazing series. And I'm really hyped for Nomad. It is just one of the things that I love and I just cannot wait to see. It's it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But yeah, I mean, we pretty much the entire episode was this. I I, I had assumed that we it was going to end up this way, but it, hopefully you enjoy our topic. We'll be going back to this at in about probably a month or so, so be on the lookout for that. And with that, let's continue on to our music corner this week. And Gray you have the lovely introduction, so why don't you go and take it away? Yes, uh, so I uh, found this very interesting band that I decided that I wanted to cover this week. And so I've, I've been trying to branch out of my comfort zone and you know cover things that Typically, I don't think you'd hear from me, and I, I felt like the Engie was a really good group for that. And so, just a little background on the group: uh, the Engie is a four-member rock band out of Kyoto that formed in 2014. Uh, the group consists of Koji Yam, Yamaji, uh, who is the lead vocalist and guitarist. Uh, the bass is played by um, Shusaku Hamada, and the Drummer is Yuto Sakai. And lastly, Kyosuke Fujita uh, plays the keyboard and guitars. So, uh, guitars, guitar. Sorry, I don't know why I put an S on that. Uh, and the band, uh, they released their first EP. It's a self-titled EP called The Ingi uh, on May of 2017. It was independently produced. Uh, the band released uh, two vinyl singles in 2018. The first one titled Say It and the second one titled All About. Uh, 2019 proved to be the big year for the band. That's when they went major. Uh, they had two digital singles prior to going major, but then they went major and on October 30th uh, with their uh, mini album Talking About a Talk. And uh, currently, uh, the Engie has uh, too many albums and eight singles slash EPs. Uh, you can find their full discography on their Apple Music 
But yeah, the Inky, they have a very distinct style and it was their style that really pulled me in to them. They, it's really kind of hard to pin down just the sound that they produce, but it's very interesting. Their compositions are really well-written and they're done so in a very unique manner. They really try to blend a couple of different genres together. Uh, the, uh, I think like one of their standout songs was Hold Us Together, which is a very interesting song. It's a m- upbeat song is more of a fast track i don't i don't want to say upbeat because i would imply something else but it's a, a faster track and it is definitely yeah high tempo you mean yeah high tempo thank you thank you uh it is a high tempo track that really just moves out it's only it's less than three minutes long it's like two minutes and 50 seconds but it is a really good track it's very interesting and it's one of those things where they do something different and the the how short the track is really helps that song out because if it was longer the the gimmick that they do for that i think would have overstayed its welcome i think the fact that it is two minutes and 50 seconds really just hits that sweet spot because yeah they, they are experimental and they are trying new things uh also the vocalist is very interesting. Yomaji is has a very uh, smoky vocals that really I I like it, but I can see where it might be an acquired taste for some people because he he definitely has a very interesting way of attacking certain songs and is very is very different, but. I really did wind up enjoying them and and I had a wonderful time with them. Like I said, they have a pretty small discography. Their mini albums are about 30 minutes a, a pop. And so it's not too overwhelming to sit down. You can sit down with them in a day and just listen to everything that they have and, and get a sense for where they are and what they're about. I And um, I'm very eager to hear what you guys thought about them because I, I wasn't a hundred percent certain I thought you guys might like them but I wasn't certain so I'm very eager to hear your guys's two cents on them so uh Luna why don't you start us off I was kind of hoping Ken would start us off because I think I might piggyback off him. No, that's fine, Ken. Um, uh, Ken, go but, ahead. I mean, and start. I can go too, either or. Well, unless... first and first and foremost, I, I really wish that you talked about another song besides just "Hold Us Together," mostly because I think for a a band of this style, it takes a couple tracks to get to really know them, and I don't know if just one song is going to be that introductory that palate taster so to speak because they are they they do experiment they go off off the the beaten road with a lot of their tracks and you know for me i'm going to stay i am going to pull a a phrase out of your book so to speak gray here and i really wanted to like them mostly because of what you you brought this premise of what i thought this band was going to be and ultimately it was a very tough pill to swallow for Angie. And a lot of that is just Yamaji's 
vocal range. It's kind of like how I feel with Hosh- again Hoshino for that matter where when it really hits with the composition, it's it's fires on all speeds. It's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And you know, the Touch Me is one of those tr- songs that I absolutely loved. Same same for Sick Enough to Dance and Under the Water. When those compositions really, really worked well with Yamaji's vocal range, and I loved it. But when it did miss, it missed really hard. And their latest release that came out in February, Sleeping on the Bedroom Floor, was the the big miss. When I first listened to it, because it was the number one song on there, I was like, really? I don't know how to feel about this. and But it took me a while to kind of see that way and hey they could be a band that i just need to warm up a bit and just one week's time isn't enough because that's how it was with tendry tendry it took a long time for me to warm up and especially with you it took a long time for you to warm up to him as well gray so i think it'll just be a while and i just need a couple more releases done by by vangi to kind of warm up to everyone's style especially yamaji's vocal range it's there's not enough pertinence that I can put on that, and it's mostly Yamaji's vocal range that I can put. So I am going to piggyback on Ken, is I did feel the same way, so I tried really hard to get into them because I do enjoy this style. This is my style of music, and I. but there was something just missing out of each track I felt like there was nothing I completely fell head over heels about except there was one song like I did absolutely stop what I was doing and and I really enjoyed it and that was if I can unload my phone that was Empty Space off their Call Us Whatever You Want album that one stuck out to me but I I just couldn't put my finger on what it was with the composition and i think yamaji's vocals just something always felt off i did like that they were experimental and i will say a lot of their tracks sound so different all their their album sound there's always something different in it composition wise which i did like but it i feel like yamaji's vocals did throw me and it is an acquired taste and i'm not sure still I think eventually I will warm up to it, but I can tell you his latest, their, the Engie's latest song did not do it for me, which was Sleeping on the Bedroom Floor. I, I, I thought the composition was very interesting, but I, I really struggled trying to find a lot of tracks that I got into. I did think their uh, Hold Us Together EP was okay. I liked don't let you go how it started off but then it just cut off abruptly so i was a little disappointed and i thought somebody was pretty interesting but it it's one of those groups you have to warm up to and i feel like if you like imaji's vocal style then you're probably gonna love them right away but if you don't it's gonna take some getting used to and you're gonna have to find those right tracks to make you fall in love with them yeah, no, I can totally see where you guys are coming from. Um, I, I I understand like they can they can definitely be a acquired taste, uh, and Lord knows we've covered 
uh, some bands where I, I felt the same way. So I, I understand where you two are at. And uh, I am glad that you guys check them out. And, uh, you know, I think in some ways they're still finding their way. And, you, you know, it, it'll be very interesting to see how this group evolves over its lifespan. So I am very eager to see what they're going to look like in a couple of years. Uh, so, but I thank you guys so much uh, for checking them out this week. And um, you know, for for me, it'll be very interesting to go back to them. But I really wished some. This this is internally for us when we do do our roundups. I wish that we stop five artists behind, mostly because I think two to three weeks even if it's a recent artist that's not enough time to have a revisit so to speak but this that's just more back-end stuff but that's how i personally believe because all the artists within the last month i still don't think that i feel there was any change for our music corners and unfortunately i don't want to say the same thing when we do our roundups for them (laughs) Yeah, I do agree, because I think this would be a great band to go back and revisit and see what they've done. And that's what I enjoy about the roundups is seeing their new tracks they release and if they've changed, if they haven't. Do we like it? Do we not? And unfortunately, we won't get to experience this with the Engi. But and same with some of the other artists we've recently covered. But I I will like I would like to go back to them in the future and probably another year or even six months and just kind of see what they put out and see what style they are going with. But yeah, no, thank you for the introduction. And we can't wait to see what they have in store for the future, though. Yes, thank you for introducing them and throwing something new and refreshing, even even if it you know wasn't the our favorite. I think it'll be a great group to go back and revisit. Yeah, most definitely. I'm glad that we were able to have a discussion and and talk about them. And I am very hyped to see what they're doing. So yeah, with that, let's continue on to this week's Orkan chart here. And it's a little bit more the same, what I was expecting, which is very interesting. We had that lovely little rush of a couple weeks of new new releases, but this is pretty much only one one or two new tracks on the edge here. So, but la- with that, let's start off with number ten, and it is Gunjo by Yasobi. So this is a little bit of a pop upper here because it was originally released back in September and was probably part of the book. And how do we feel about this? Because this is our first time getting introduced to it on the charts here. Start with you, Luna. So, for me, I general enjoy Yao Sobi, and I thought Gunjo was a great choice and also very surprising. And the reason I say that is this actually came out September of last year. I was super surprised to see it on the Oricon, but also not because... I mean, they've had their album, the book, already on the album chart, so it's interesting to see Gunjo on the singles charts, but I'm very happy it is, because we get to go back and listen to it, and it is a great track. I mean, I have greatly enjoyed it, and it's also on the book, which is, I mean, on in the album, the book, which is why it's on here, so everyone made it a favorite, but I... I think it's a great track, and it's. I'm glad to see something other than the usual Yao Sobi we've been seeing. I feel like we always see 
you know, Yoruni Kakeru, which we always talk about. And I'm glad to see Gunjo on here as a refresher for other ones to get checked out too. So, I mean, I thought the composition was good. The vocals were great. And it's another reason to check out their album, The Book. Yeah, no, this was a really nice song. I, I really wound up in- enjoying Gunjo. I thought it was one of their best songs period they there's a couple things i would change about it like the last seven seconds of the song it takes a weird turn that kind of took me out of it but uh other than that i really thought it was a solid track it great vocals great melody great composition it's really well done and it really just goes to show like why yasobi just has the staying power that they do and the the quality of work and i I really really enjoyed this i I, like i said i I think it's one of their better tracks overall and uh i i i was thoroughly surprised yeah so like they're an artist that we're all kind of coming around of especially one of me and you gray because we were probably one of their biggest distractors originally and them kind of coming around with kind of release after release here has been kind of refreshing so to speak especially if it's something that we both like yeah and yes gunjo Gun, well gunjo like like i said i i would change one part as well i would just take out the the church choir like inspirations that they put in the in the beginning of the first chorus and near the tail end of that song i would just take that out mostly because i don't think it's necessary but that's just me but overall very solid track i'm very happy and they've been doing very very well and i can't wait to see more done by them for this coming year because 2020 was a breakout year for them regardless gunjo so their lovely 22,652 points and going on up to number nine it is kaika kitano by eve so speaking of jujutsu kaisen here I guess because of all the memes that's been coming out of out of that, everyone's doing that one of their their people's poses. I don't even know who, but regardless, this week it sold a lovely twenty three thousand and seventy three points. Going on up to number eight, I thought it would I thought it would be gone this week, but I you know, never disappeared. <laughs> it is step any step I need you. Is it is what it is. They just announced their new single, so I'm pretty sure that's going to be on the up pretty soon here. This week, Step in a Step, so they love 23,397 points. And going on up to number 7, it is Kaibutsu by Yael Sobi. Once again, I can see this having a major boost once Base Stars comes into the limelight for the West here. So, this week it sold a lovely 29,295 points. And going on up to number 6, it is Dynamite by BTS. What more can I say? Luna, you listening to them probably helped them out here. So, this week it sold a lovely 31,547 points. Going on up to number 5, it is Yodoni Kakere by Yoasobi. Once again, the the number one champion for them is this song. And it's very interesting. We're getting upon a year or two where it's outlasting Lemon. I think Lemon was gone for like a good month or so. But I don't think Yodoni Kakere was gone. Probably only once or twice, right? to my recollection it's been very consistent so yeah no i i think i think you're right so congratulations for them yodonika kiddo had broke out very much so so 
This week it sold a lovely 33,791 points. And going on up to number four, it is Wasudena by Awesome City Club. Not much what we can say. So, this week it sold a lovely 35,058 points here. And going on up to number three, it is Dry Flower by UD. Not much we can say. I can't wait to talk more about them again pretty soon. So, this week it sold a lovely 38,437 points. And going on up to number two, it is Uwase by Aldo. Not much we can say here as well. This week it sold a lovely 43,046 points. And going on up to number one here, it is Gekikara Love slash Now Now Ninjen and slash Kunda Hazu Janakata by Beyonds. Now as all lovely lovely hello project releases this is their second major label single here how do we feel about this release because oh boy i had words start with you gray uh yeah uh i i didn't like it at all i i'm familiar with beyonds and I remember their more indie stuff. I don't know why I said indie that way. I'm more familiar with their their indie stuff. They they did drop a couple of their indie songs that I I did wind up enjoying. But ever since they went major, they've kind of changed their style a bit. And so now they well, they do I, like this. I, I don't. I wouldn't even call them indies to major. They just signed with a major label album. Uh, it wasn't their indies. They were still part of Hello Projects throughout the uh, their inception. It was just that before they. They they signed on to a major label. They were just running out of Hello Projects's wheelhouse. Yeah, well, but ever since they've signed, they've they've kind of like started doing this this thing where they kind of have conversations and they just start talking in the middle of the song. And I don't like it. And they do it in all three of these songs. All three of them did it, and I, I I'm like, eh. eh. Oh. Like I said earlier, for idols and stuff like that, you need something to be out there. Oh, you might not like it, but you yeah. need something to be out there. Yeah, and this is what they're. If this is what they're going to be known for, so be it. <laughs> I, I, I guess. Like, but my my favorite part of any composition is the melody, and 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 the the when you sing along with with the melody in the song, like like you know, there's that there's that marriage, there's that flow. And, and, you know, they go right hand in hand. You know, ideally, it's the way it should work. But when you stop singing and there's music playing in the background to just have a conversation, it, it to me, it's jarring. It, it doesn't, to me, it just does not work. And so, uh, the, uh, you bring this, you bring this up. How do you feel about musicals then? Uh, because, because a musical is... A because different you're medium. You're going, you're, yeah, you're going yeah. into kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a different medium. I, I, I love musicals and uh, I, I usually enjoy them, but to me, they're just a different medium altogether. And now, now I do want to be fair. I, I, they, they say a line or two. They kind of have like a quick back and forth, and they pick back up the song. It's not like they drop the entire song and have a five minute conversation <laughs> in the middle of it. I do want to be fair to the song, but still just them randomly talking in the middle of it. Just to me, it, it's, 
it's off-putting. It, it's weird. And sometimes they will do something similar in a musical, but that's servicing the plot and stuff like that. And like I said, like to me, a musical is a different medium of entertainment, so different rules. But th- this particular release, like, eh, I mean, if this is how they want to be identified, more power to them. I will never like another thing they put out. But if it sells, which this one did more power no, to it did not well th- it's number one that that's, that's not saying much <laughs> it, it is not saying much but yeah th- th- like it, it's just not for me uh at the end of the day and i i the thing of it is the thing that kills me is i like their vocals i actually do like the melodies of both these of all all three of these tracks and i i felt like you know there, there's potential there but they they made a creative decision that personally i just don't like so uh, this is like was there was there any one of the three that you liked the best like which was your favorite track out of all three um i think my favorite one was konna uh, hazuja nakata i think was probably my favorite Although I felt like that one was the more egregious one as far as talking goes, but it, they delayed it for a good minute or so, and you really got to hear, like like I like the melody uh, and and the, the direction the song was going in until they just, just kind of like like oh yeah hey the we need to be talking instead of singing like this is like just how I felt that 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 song was going. I mean they're not like they're not insufferable songs by any means. The thing is. Uh, I, they're still keeping on the composition. It's not like music drops and they're just yes. straight up talking like how we are doing now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it, no, it just makes it sound like you're saying, oh yeah, they just stop. <laughs> they stop any momentum yeah. they have just to start talking. They're not doing it like how we're doing it. it they still have the composition in the background. It's just yeah. not matching well, overall. Well, and they also don't speak in a normal cadence. Like they speak in a kind of sped up sort of I don't want to say lyrical or musical, also, but that that could also be the tone of the song, though. Yeah, that's true too. But what about you, Luna? How did how how did you feel about this? So, I knew what I was getting into when I saw Beyond's was number one. I mean, that's obvious. We've covered them before. So, for me, I I have mixed feelings on all three just in general because i'm i really my issue with geki Hada love nanao ningyan and kona hasejanakata is that they really do all in a way blend together and i like i mean they all have their unique features that do make each one stand out but at the same time they don't i will say the one thing that Gray griped about that I do like that they do is I like that they do the talking in it because it does make them unique and it makes you remember them. I mean, it may take you out of the track at time, not composition wise, but just because it's jarring to hear straight vocals and then just hear someone having a conversation. However, I actually find it very amusing. And that's also, that's how you stand out in the industry, do something different. I also like the Eurobeat aspect that they do with it because they have a way of fitting their vocals with a lot of their tracks, to be honest. I would probably say my favorite out of them is maybe, it's really hard to say because 
I'm not going to go back and really re-listen to these. It isn't my style. But if I had to choose one, it's either Gekikara Love or Kono Hazujanakata. But for me, I'm just kind of back and forth. I preferred when Beyond did the Megane. Megane, Megane, Megane. If I'm correct, that was the title. I liked that one because it was a lot of fun. And these are fun in their own way, but I, I, I'm i just torn, you know? Mm, uh, no, but I, I completely understand, you know, uh, uh, if, if I'm just going to pick up from here. And to be perfectly honest, like me defending the song I doesn't mean I like the song. It's just that I know how these idol groups are going to be now. And it's going to get like that. Especially with Hello Project, they need something, some gimmick to kind of stand out. They need that, but that doesn't mean I like any of these songs. I wasn't a fan of Beyonds even bef- even when they were in their indie days because they were just it seemed very generic idol stuff. They needed something to stand out, and if they have the talking in it, I'm not gonna like it as well. But it is something that is going to be there, and if you if you like it, more power to you. If you don't, hey. You know, you don't need to really pay attention to them <laughs> with that here. But what's very interesting is if you guys listen to to Konahazu Janakata, if you guys listen to all the tracks or the lyrics of the track, they were making fun of the idol community and kind of just like calling them out, just like homages here and there. Like a lot of the namings of lyrics like there's the morning routine which is morning musume and oh i'm gonna have this juice for juice juice oh it's a berry cute so for berries and cute and all that stuff they talked about 48 48 copies which is like the 48 girls so it's very interesting that a lot of the lyrics are allusions to other idol groups and i kind of like it for that particular reason Granted, I don't like the song overall because it's basically saying, Hey, look, I am an idol. Is this what idol's supposed to do? Gada, 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 kind of thing. But it's very interesting how... If you just look at the lyrics of the song, it's 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 very interesting how they did it. And also, the music video takes a lot of jabs at them themselves because they have the Megane glasses boy from Megane, Megane, Megane. And they have a lot of things like they have the Sashihara graduation music video allusion to as well. So it's very interesting to kind of see how they are kind of making fun of the industry as a whole. And I kind of don't mind that. Granted, you take out the music video in question, but just listening to the, the, to the track itself, it's very interesting overall. But... You know, I was going to say, I actually like the jabs in... Konohazu Janakata just because I thought it was funny especially the Betty's cute and I just it just made me laugh and I haven't watched the music video yet but that you know you talking about the jabs that they made now I really do want to watch the music video but that was like the fun part of the song and which is why I geared toward more toward Konohazu Janakata I mean probably not going to listen to them again but i like that they incorporated that and also made it memorable for people yeah what's really funny is they they made a jab at every popular idol group so even the zakas smilage 
<laughs> Even Smilage. They, 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 there's a lyric called Sakadori, which is an allusion to all the street names for the Nogizaka, the 46ers, pretty much. So, so it's, it's very, very interesting. But like how I alluded to earlier when I was talking to you, Gray, this did not sell well. <laughs> Even though it made number one, it sold poorly. It sold only 67,454 points. Let's see how this single would have done if it was only physical. Kiss My Feet was still on here with Love Bias. And that's, that's just sad. <laughs> but with that, let's continue on to the albums here. Nothing much to talk about. You got Ska Almighty by Tokyo Ska Paradise. So good for them. They're on number 10. You got You Also Be With Book at number 7. You got the Love Live, Sunshine, Kunikada, Hanamura, first solo concert album. Is this a member that you like from Aquars? Yes. Yes, it is, <laughs> and I kind of want this, but I, I spent too much money this month, and next month, CD Japan's going to kill my account. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so her first solo concert is on here, so... It's uh, very interesting. I, I, I can't wait for... As, as you hear, just lightning. <laughs> but it's it's very interesting that that debuted. All their solo concerts have been placing on the charts, so that's good for them. And then Aiko would Dosta and Sitae Inai Kara at number two. And then 60 Zone with their Zex 10th. Is that how you pronounce it? Zenth? I don't know. Z- I would say ZZ 10th. Or SZ 10th. SZ 10th. SZ 10th? SZ 10th. Because the SZ is supposed to be sexy zone then 10th. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Palestine. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but if, if we were to put it in, I guess it would be S, SZ 10th. Zenith? But I would like to... Zetoth? <laughs> Zenith, maybe? Zenith? Zenith? Zenith. Zetoth? <laughs> Zetoth. <laughs> they brought sexy back. But that probably ruined any momentum that Beyond ever had because it sold like 155,000 copies. All physical. All physical. So <laughs> Johnny's... Johnny's money, man. But yeah. I want to say thank you for joining us on this extra long episode of Ungakudu. You can find us on all social media sites at Ungakudu on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on all podcast media services along with our website where we talk about the Japanese music industry at Ungakudu.com. You can follow all of our affiliates, Cody Hunter. He is a variety streamer. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Cody Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out Timber Taff, who just finished 102 Dalmatians, the game, and he was biting every second of it. You can check Does it out. Does he still want that game? Yeah, he, he keeps all his games. He doesn't sell it. Dang it. <laughs> He's been there's a game that Kill wants from him for the longest time and he's like being really shitty about it. <laughs> so you can check him out at twitch.tv slash timbertaft T I M B R T F T. You can also check out your sister Rose, who is probably really hyped for the release of Monster Hunter 
I'm, I'm just going to wait for the PC yes. release, personally. Uh, she already has the Switch copy pre-ordered, and she's also going to get the PC release when it comes out. Yeah, so she probably is already paying the demo, yeah. So. I think she has, actually. Yeah. So yeah, you can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out our affiliate, Fangirl Has No Name. She is also a variety streamer who is very, very much happy that Zelda Skyward Sword is coming out. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L. H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that me, Fangirl, Kill, and Timber do called Podosaurus. This week we talked about a whole bunch of giggle of things, including all the lovely stuff of the Nintendo Direct and the seat of play that happened, and why Lou is going to be playing FNAF for the first time ever. You can check that out by looking up Cry You Hunter, same as his podcast handle on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ina Iba, Roboco, Robo, and more Bang Dream. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakaGray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz, so just follow me there. And where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on a couple different social medias, such as Twitter, Letterboxd, my anime list, Anime Planet, and now Kitsu at LunaMaria87. And you can find me on Instagram as NerdyCollectorLuna, where you can see what I'm watching, what I'm listening to. And on Twitter, hopefully there might be a special treat. For those of you who do follow me, is I participated in a special podcast, and I don't know if he's done with it yet. So, so stay tuned. You might see something pop up. But yeah, once again, I want to say thank you so very much for listening to this very special episode of Ongakuryu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna saying thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye.